And hello everyone, welcome back to Top of the Card, the four-person wrestling podcast that is not timely, but we are opinionated, and we were late again, and we'll get into that. It is Top of the Card Pod on, on Twitter, on X, it's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, on Google Play, wherever you can find your podcast, wherever you're listening to it, please continue listening, we appreciate that very much. I am your co-host, Scott, joining me as always is Red. How are you doing, Red? I'm good. I, uh, update, I got some sleep today, so I'm good to go for all night. <laughs> And I'm freezing, so... You're freezing. Yeah, it's 42 degrees out right now. Now, I know 32 is close, is, is zero for here. So, you're probably like around 10 Celsius, I think, maybe under that. Um, that was a month ago for us. It's been zero here. at zero right now. And so, yeah, so I, I can I can relate to that. Uh, but how about you, Jim and G? How, how are you doing? How's it out your way? I'm doing all right. Crazy week, but that's normal. Uh, ironically, the meme of as soon as Halloween ends, Christmas begins. It was 40 degrees during Halloween. It dropped to 32 and was snowing literally after it hit midnight. So there's snow outside <laughs> to start November. You got snow. Well, I mean, before me, but uh, it was snowing on Friday, like flurries and We've had snow around town, so I did see snow on Friday, technically, but we don't have any still on the ground yet. It's been frost every goddamn day, but... And to totally tangent before we go to Bear Me, sorry, Bear Me, I gotta wait for a second, but... I, I know, generally, like, the Halloween sales are, like, November 2nd and uh, November 1st and 2nd, right? Like, half price or 75% off on stuff that week after for all the candy and things. But up here, um, October 20th, candy was half price and costumes were half price. Because they cleared them out already and put them in the discount dial for Christmas stuff. 11 days beforehand. Is that happening anywhere else? Or is that just a weird thing where Canada's like, Alright, Halloween's done. It's two weeks away. Who cares? Like, what? What? I don't, I don't understand. Bear me. Is that happening out your way? How are you doing? What's going on? What's going on over there? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, Scott. That usually doesn't happen out here. Usually the, right, the day after yeah. um, Halloween is when they put stuff out. And... Not to be a Scrooge or anything, but I don't like Christmas. I don't like the holidays. So it's just, I just don't like going to the store around that time. But uh, other than that, it is cold here. Like Red said, I'm <laughs> far away from him. But it is 36 degrees. But luckily, it's not windy out. And I'm ready to talk some wrestling. But how are you doing? I'm good. I uh, am over my brief stint with COVID. Yes, my streak is over. I tested positive on Saturday and negative yesterday, so in and out. Um, ironically, I was sick before that, which is why the podcast didn't go out last week. But it was like when I normally get sick and like scratchy throat and a bit achy and that's about it. And then I was fine as of the weekend. And then I tested positive because someone else I was around also tested positive. So, you know, fun times there. Uh, we're all, all being safe. All is good. But that's my streak over, I think. We've all had it now, right? Like, I was the last holdout. Unless CT. I don't think he got it yet. He he left the podcast before he got COVID, right? Everybody else has actually gotten it. Am I correct on that? So, no, you had yeah. a you had a rough run-in with it, Bear Me. And Red, you had it too, right? So, mm -hmm. so yeah. Yeah, it took me out two years ago. Yeah. Thanksgiving time, yeah. I got lucky. I think I was, I think I was normal sick and then asymptomatic to COVID back-to-back. -back. Like, legit. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but we're good now, and we're back on track with things after uh, a week or two delay. And we have some 
very different, interesting topics. And it is always a, a bit of a tricky thing to try and get topics in here because we don't want to just make it so you don't want to listen to something when it's just event previews. Not only when this comes out after the event, which doesn't work like Crown Jewel, it, it should be up before then, but I don't know. But also things like afterwards. So we'll, we'll talk about some stuff like Bound for Glory happened. Uh, there's some other news about Impact and other letters. We've got Sting retiring and the, the retirement tour there and how that's going. And the NWA on the CW. And that's really it. Now, I had an older note written down about things with Vince, how he's kind of a scapegoat for Endeavor with the stock and all that. But considering not much else has come out from that, and I don't know much about the specifics, all it really seems to be is one company bought another company and is looking at it going, hmm, these operations aren't w w quite what we thought it was. Some are saying the TV deals aren't materializing, blah, 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 and Vince is the scapegoat. Okay, that's all I know. That's all it's been for like two weeks. I don't think there's much to say on that right now. So I kind of shelved that one for now, and we can revisit that back and talk about the much weirder thing about the NWA being on the CW. Um, bear me. The mm. NWA, when it came back, well, never went away. The end of, it is, okay, so the NWA has been around forever. And it was a major part of Jim Crockett Promotions and WCW, and they split, and then went their own way, did their own thing for a bunch of years, and then joined up with TNA and was the sanctioning body for that, and then split after about five years. And it has been their own, like, the big independent with affiliates everywhere, like NWA, Eastern Canadian Championship Wrestling and whatnot. And then eventually stopped all that, and then Billy Corgan, when Billy Corgan bought it, and it's just it's his own promotion. And when they launched Power, it was awesome. It was great. The pay-per-views are great. In and out, great pacing, fun stuff. We loved it for like two years. COVID wrecked things a bit for that, and a lot of the talent left, and they really kind of got poached on that because the, the momentum died. Everything from all this is world champion to, uh, to Eli Drake and Wade Barrett and all, everybody left, right? Stu Bennett. It, it, it changed. And it was still all right, and I still follow it, but it even left YouTube for a bit, went over to fight, then came back to YouTube. And now it's, I mean, Tyrus isn't world champion anymore. It's EC3, and they had a pay-per-view, Sawain. It's, they're doing their thing. I like that they're doing their thing. It's not exactly for me anymore, but they're going to be on the CW. Are you intrigued in the NWA on CW for power? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not. Now, if this was like when it first came out, when it was really good, when we had people like Eddie Kingston, Ricky Starks, question mark, you know, I would have been all over this because it was really good. But just seeing how he Billy Corgan has ran that company over the past year, having Tyrus as champ and just doing weird people like gags, the gimp and just mind boggling stuff. I, I'm, I, it, I'm completely turned off from NWA. I don't really follow it so much anymore, even though they still have like really good people over there. Like I think Lattimore is still there. Yep. He just challenged uh, EC3. Yeah. Yeah. Camille. Camille's still yeah. Yeah. There. Yep. Uh, I think Kenzie Page is there. Max, she, the Impaler's there. Kenzie beat Camille as the women's champ, and Max is the women's TV champ. Yeah. So, I mean, they still have people. And I still, you know, I mean, I know that EC3 tried to start his own company, and it 
you know, for promotion and it kind of just failed. But I don't really have a problem with him. Like he's he's weird, but he's he's still a good wrestler. I don't I don't have a problem with him. But no, I just I kind of just think Billy and which sucks. I really like the Smashing Pumpkins, but Billy Corgan has just kind of just turned me off from that promotion altogether. And mm-hmm. I'm not I am not interested in very much in it. I'll, I'll, I might keep up with it here and there, but I'm not really going to watch it. Uh, but how about you, Jim? Is G, are you going to follow along with them with their bad production values over on the CW? Uh, no. They they don't basically don't. Well, as I've checked, they don't do entrances. They don't care. And that after could change for a TV thing. To be fair, that could that could be a thing. Let yeah. But I mean, I I watched the CW, or at least I used to the last few years for TV shows, and they've killed off ninety percent of them in the last three years. So I have zero hopes for this doing well and how CW has been. Oh, yeah, the entire Arrowverse and a lot of their other scripted programs, like, people would joke about, oh, this looks like a CW show about, like, a teen angsty drama that's Twilighty, Like, but that was their thing, right? Like, that was their brand, and it worked. Riverdale, things like that, so. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by it, but I just don't see it working. I just, I don't know. Did they um, announce what night's going to be on? No, nothing yet. Because, yeah, it's Monday, Tuesday, or Friday against SmackDown, Raw, and NXT. No, I'm not going to waste my time. Oh, it's it's not on be, Saturday or Sunday. It won't be a 605 either. That's news. So, yeah. like, their time slot's going to have to change, I think. The only days would be open Wednesday or Thursday, and Wednesday's Dynamite, and usually our recording, so it doesn't. <laughs> Thursday's True. their only freestyle, which would be ROH and Impact. Uh, how about you, Red? What's your thoughts with the NWA? Are you going to follow along with that? See what they're doing over on the CW? Do you even get the CW? I think I do. I'm not really sure. Um, I mean, if it's on in a decent hour, I might check it out to see what's going on. But I just, even though there's been an option to watch it, I think, on YouTube? Yeah, they're back on YouTube, yeah. I, I just, I never tuned in because there was nothing screaming. I need to go look out. Now, EC3 being champion kind of intrigues me a little bit. But other than that... I'm not like going out of my way to find it. That's fair. And that's, I think that's it. Like they, I, I, all the stuff that I say about, uh, AEW needing to be comfortable as a very dominant head and shoulders. Number two above everybody else. Impact a very solid number three and they know it and they want to be number two, but they're solid three and they know it. NWA can be a solid number four or five or like if you get MLW or new, like whatever, right? Like, and they know it. But this is a step up. This is a step to try to get up there and, and, and expand beyond that. But they're also not aiming beyond their means. Like, they know exactly what they're doing. They're, they're proudly announcing being on the CW. That's not Fox. That's not NBC. But it's also not nothing. It's not Destination America or Pop. Like, Impact had for a while, right? Like, Impact's on Axis. Anthem owns both. Impact and Axis. So, like, okay, whatever. They're, they're on the network they own, similar to when ROH was with Sinclair. But this, CW, it's not nothing. But I, I just don't know how it's going to work. I am intrigued, though. I'm, I am curious to see how that goes. But uh, let's talk about another thing here to keep this moving quick. It's Sting, who is retiring at Revolution 2024. And he came out and announced that, saying that he debuted with... AEW at, uh, well, his first match was at Revolution 2021, even though he debuted at Winter is Coming in December, so it took too much to get there. But his last match will be at 
the anniversary of his first match in AEW Revolution 2021 to 2024. And presumably, it's a singles match, but it might be a tag because he's only tagged with Darby and then others on top of that. So I'm not quite sure what the plan there is. Some have always said it's Sting versus Darby or something like that. And he said he didn't want that, but that could all be part of the story. Um, the... Of course, Ric Flair has come out now and not disputing all the stuff that Rick has done in as much as not being a great person and like not wanting to touch that they still did. Like, oh God, okay. But I mean, it is, it is Flair. It's one of the greatest of all time. Not that it excludes the fact that he had sexual harassment on a plane. Let's be honest here. Let's be clear with that. It's Flair and Sting and Tony Khan's willing to overlook that stuff. Okay, that's his choice, and all right, that's gross. But Sting is there. He's going to retire. And this is a fun thing, because we've talked about this in a more kind of somber light when we talk about legends that have passed, if you're familiar with them. And I know we're all familiar with Sting from AEW. And I know most of us remember that WWE run where he went like one and two and went to <laughs> the Hall of Fame. It wasn't great. Could have been better. He should have gone sooner. He even said as much. But he had that TNA run before that. And then he had the, the legendary WCW NWA run before that. And I remember the Crow Sting. And I remember that stuff happening. And him just being the surfer guy. And being this this one character I liked in that kind of WCW stuff pre-Hogan. I was like, I like this guy. This guy's cool. The other ones, I don't know, whatever. So, I've always liked Sting. Um, he's always been fun. He's ridiculously fun right now, though, in a PCO kind of way. If you know what I mean, like he's taking moves he shouldn't, he's diving off things he shouldn't, he didn't move out of the way of Ricky Starks enough, but still got up. Um, it works, like it, I think it's super fun, almost, not so much Goldberg, but like I said, PCO, but I'm enjoying it. Red, I want to go to you first with this, um, to see Sting retiring and like what the match could be, because we knew about Liger's retirement a year in advance. We knew about Muda's retirement in advance. So knowing about Sting's in advance is interesting, but just in general for Sting, what are your thoughts with the Stinger? So the most I got out of him was when he returned, and I think it was to face the authority in WWE, because I really didn't know much. Yeah, I, I won't say no much. I knew of him, but I didn't see a lot of matches. I wasn't watching wrestling at that time. Um, but he still knew who he was. It wasn't like, who's this I, guy? I knew who he was. like, oh, that's Sting. Sure. I don't know who Sting yeah. is, but I know who Sting is. Yeah. Yes. And uh, that was fun, but it never felt special to me. Of course, it it was more special to people that I already knew him beforehand. Right. Having the return. But for me, it wasn't that special. It was just a cool thing. Old guy came back, blah, blah, blah. But in AEW, it feels like he's been able to have a tough ride, but then a light ride at the same time. To where he wasn't doing weekly matches, but the matches that he was in, he had big moments in them, which to me made him feel more of like a relevant guy than just a, a legend that comes in for two, three moves and then leaves. Yeah. But over the last, I want to say year, you can see it's starting to take its toll. Like I saw an interview today. He was hoping to uh, retire sooner. And Tony Khan basically talked him to a revolution. But he probably already feels it in his body. He's done. But yeah. he wants to go out with a bang. He said uh, this final match, he's all excited for where it's going to go. So that's something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, no, his last match is going to be fun, and I, I am hoping it's a last match and gone, not a last match and he's still uh, manager-like for Darby. Like he's still here as a character versus just just retire, enjoy your life. Yeah, I I don't know about the idea. Like if he's gone, he's gone. Like I don't I don't think that's going to be a thing. I think he's going to be around. Like Undertaker's around, Flair's around. Like th- these legends are around. I don't think that's the last we're ever going to see of Sting. But I do think even if he is still around, it will be few and far between because that does work. And I remember when he first had his match, it's like, oh, there's no way he's going to do like serious stuff though. And he gets suplexed on the ramp. Like, oh my god. Then he got up. Oh my god. Then he dove. Oh my god. Like it was just like, okay, they're they're playing into what they expect and running with it. So I thought that was really really cool. Uh, but what about you, Jimmy? With uh, Sting, uh, I don't like that Flair's even part of this. Shivani could be just enough, or any other WCW legend that didn't cause issues like Hogan, or you know how Tony kept talking about Vince McMahon and that. I mean, same problem. Yeah, it's. I mean, even Flair like two weeks ago said that he should have been in jail the last twenty years or something. So he knows he's done a lot of bad. Um. It's weird that they're doing this whole hype thing for Sting and that for a pay-per-view that's possibly, what, three pay-per-views, possibly four away? Yeah, because we, so we got full, full gear, gear in like two, in like three World's or four end. weeks. World's End at the end of December. And then they might do something in January. And then it's maybe something in February. And then it's Revolution. Like, I, I would have liked it if it, like a few months later... I, I, unless they're like turning Darby to face him, which that, that's just going to be weird. Well, I get the idea of like announcing the world tour. Like it's a case of like, hey, come see Sting while you can because it'll be the last time. Like I kind of understand that part, but he's not doing that. Like he's not having regular TV matches or anything. So it, it is kind of no. a weird thing. But but what about his career itself? Like uh, how familiar are you with with Sting from the past. I mean, I never saw the WCW stuff because I was young. I've seen clips of it since then, of like him and Flair, obviously the Horsemen, then you have NWO and all that. But I mean, I saw him mainly in TNA with Man Event Mafia, him and Jeff Hardy. Like, I remember that stuff mainly from his career. And then obviously the WWE stint. He should have been in Triple H. It was crazy, but I get why they didn't do it. I wish he faced Undertaker. I'm still mad that he hasn't faced Undertaker. That is the greatest match we'll never get. Yep. And I think even if they did it last year, it they it's like smoke and mirrors. It would have been fine. Like we, they still would have done what they could have. It wouldn't have been the athleticism of the '90s, but of course not. It's not the '90s anymore. I still think the fact that we never got it in any capacity. That's one of those ones where it's like ah, we lost out. Because even Hogan and Austin. They faced each other in a tag match leading up to Mania 18. They did. They were in the ring together. But Sting and an Undertaker never did. And that's that's the one. So. Yeah. And, I mean, they could have done it just like AJ and Taker, and it would have been fine at Mania. But Yep. Uh, I, I mean, it would be cool if he could do some other things with other promotions, but not, like, major matches. But we'll see. Like, his small little thing in New Japan would be cool, but I'm I'm guessing Tony's going to try and protect him just so he can get that Revolution match. I could see him make an appearance in New Japan, or Noah, 
Remember, he, he went, he was part of Muda's final matches. So I could see him returning the favor going over there. Or having Muda come over. But they're going to make a big deal of it at Revolution. There's going to be a massive, massive thing. I would not be surprised if Tony started an AEW Hall of Fame by, and putting Sting in it. Legitimately, I could see that. Because, like, yeah, who belongs in there? Kenny, the Bucks, and Cody. They're not going in anytime soon. They're active. Sting's not. I could see it. I could see it. How about you, though, Beer Me? I know you know Sting from back in the WCW days. Oh, yeah, he's, he's my second favorite wrestler of all time, right behind The Undertaker. It's funny that you said those two never <laughs> had a match, because I know, I wanted it really freaking badly. Uh, the Stinger, what's more there to say? I go all the way back to WCW with Surfer Sting, and he was he was amazing. Like just the, He was a big guy, and he could move, and just the biggest fan favorite. He came back as Crow Sting, and it, it just, man, that, that was awesome. I mean, it just... He never even said a word, and he was just so polarizing. He was over in but that gimmick for like a year and a half. And never said one word. Yeah. Not a damn word. And it was just, it, it was, <laughs> like they say, it's pure cinema. But uh, it, it was good stuff. And and then he came, and then he went to TNA and did his thing with Joker Sting. That was fun. You know, looking back on it, it was fun. You mm -hmm. know, him, him and TNA, that was a good time. He had that brief WWE run, and I, and. Uh, they did drop the ball. He should have beat Triple H at Mania. I I know why they didn't have him win. That's a Vince thing, but I and I'm pretty sure he was going to beat Seth Rollins for that title before he got injured. I'm going to throw that out there too. But uh, yeah, he's you know in AEW he's he's a big bright spot for that company. I think, and I know it sounds weird as like a as like an old guy being a bright spot for that company, but he's just fun. And his matches are great. He's just kind of wild, and I think that's what makes it so, so good. It's just he's the stinger. I, I can't really, I can't really put it into words, to be honest. And I'm gonna go out on a prediction, and I'm gonna say that he just goes undefeated this whole run. I don't think he's gonna drop a single match, even in his retirement match. Yeah, I think he'll probably win that. I can see unless it. He, unless unless he's facing the world champion. Who do you, there's nobody you're gonna really put over? I think to beat him unless it's like MJF. Yeah, I think Darby could be the one that goes over. I mean, he's been with him side by side, and I think that's a passing of the torch moment that you could really have for Darby to elevate him to bigger than what he has been, which is basically a high B, low A tier in AEW. Like, he's been up at the mountaintop, but I think he was only up at the mountaintop because he got signed early on as an AEW original. And that... uh uh, I don't know what you call it, four horsemen, four pillars match. But other than that, it just never felt like he's world champion material. Beating Sting over, I think, would raise his stock, or at least it would for me in my eyes. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I kind of get what you're saying. I think he's definitely at that level where he could be put in that position and it would work. But beating Sting would definitely elevate it. Uh, I, What do you think, Beer Me, on that? Like, I, I like the idea of the undefeated. I like Sting never losing. That's fun. I can see Darby yeah. even refusing that looks like I don't want to be like, the one to beat Sting. Like I don't know if anybody would want to be the one to beat Sting, right? Exactly. Like, it might be, a, be it like, might be an edge taker situation. Exactly. It would be like doing the Undertaker streak. Like you've you can you've only have one Sting retirement because Sting's never had a proper exactly. retirement match. He said he's wrestled his last match at the Hall of Fame because of his injury, and now he's mm -hmm. doing this. So like he's never truly said this is my last match before going into it. So yeah, you'll get the one. I, 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 
the problem I have with it being Darby is is you're gonna you're gonna turn him you're probably gonna turn him heel because I don't think there's gonna be a mutual face versus face type thing. And it would have to be probably where Darby's jealous of Sting, he's getting all this praise and everything and Darby's feeling left out like the shunned kid or something. And I just don't I I've I mean, yeah, it would be cool if he did do that, but I just I just don't see that because then for the rest of his career, all he's going to have to hang his hat on is like, I retired Sting. And it's not bad. I guess, that could push him, I guess that could push him up in the upper echelon. It, it could. But, like, man, I just, I don't know. I just don't see it. I, I Not right now, at least. If they build the story up to it to where I could, I could be proven wrong. But right now, I, I just think the Stinger's going to go out on top, man. It's what he kind of deserves for this longevity and this run. I know you usually go out on your back in the business, but I think he should go undefeated in my opinion. So who do you want to see him face in this tail end then? Because, I mean, we never even... If, we only saw a few matches here and there, but immediately when I think of who's in AEW, part of me wants to say Edge, obviously, because this never happened. Um, yeah. But, like, I'd like to see him go after MJF for that world title or whoever might have it at the point. I want to see him in Omega. I, I want to see these matches that suddenly ooh. we only have four months until we don't see those now. Right or five six. Yeah. <clears throat> so like I said, that's that's probably like the one way I could see Sting losing is if he was facing for a title. But hell, he could just win the title and then vacate it. Yep, he could he easily. Could, you it's know, he easily could. Yeah, he hadn't won a title at AEW yet. So, um, I swear yeah, he I, after Forbidden Door last year, I swear he was going to beat. Uh, he and Darby were going to beat the Bucks for the tag titles. I I thought the same thing because they they, they fought the each other in the, in that eight man tag. So it was like come or six. It became a six man, but. Like, I, th- I swear they were going to be the ones to dethrone them. But now they've just been undefeated anyway, so whatever. Yeah, I kind of I kind of want to see MJF, but, like, I'm pretty sure MJF will pro- – well, I don't know. MJF's going to be in this big storyline. Hangman would be cool, but it doesn't really fit. It kind of has to be like a heel. So, I don't know. It could be Christian. They're doing this thing, but I don't mm-hmm. think they'll stretch it out that far. Edge would be cool. Maybe Malachi Black or Malachi? No, yeah. Malachi, Malachi, you know, maybe him. It's Malachi, uh, it's Malachi Black. Yeah, maybe him. That would that would work. Uh, yeah, I I can't really think of too many people. You know, it, that's why I'm having a hard time seeing him losing because I don't know who you're really going to put over besides Darby. Oh or, no, like, I mean, up, champ, leading up to know? that, like we still got full gear. Oh, leading World's to, end. Yeah, I'd like to see him face Samoa Joe again, and I know that that's going to sound weird, but like. Hey, give me that. That would be cool, you know. A little throwback. Um, yeah, it's just tough. I don't really... Yeah, Omega would be cool. Will Ospreay. I don't know why, but Will Ospreay throw him in there. With the you know what? Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, not Chris Jericho. We've seen that. No, oh, we've seen it. Yep. Uh, man, maybe uh, Takeshita. Because he's been on a roll. I... Yeah, it's just tough. I... I... Yeah, you have a limited number of matches and kind of a limited number of guys. I think about Swerve. Swerve would be cool. That would be cool. Well, we saw them in, like in a one-on-one. I'm gonna say we saw them in the tag. Yeah, like we Sting's yeah. not had a singles match this whole time. He really hasn't. Has he? It's all been tags or like six mans and eight mans. Yeah, tags with Darby or more. So yeah. Yeah, that's why I don't really see him losing too. Uh, you mentioned nope. that. So. So his, his Cole, final match might not even be a singles match for all we know, right? Right. I want to see Danielson. Yeah. 
That would be dope. Yeah, you know, he's got the orbital Claudio. injury, which might have just killed that off. But yeah, yeah, Claudio Mox. I was like, I mean, he hasn't faced Mox. He hasn't faced Mox. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there, yeah. there's definitely some stuff. So, there's, hey, there's, yeah. Okay, I just got it. It's Orange Cassidy. We got to get Orange Cassidy versus Sting. That's I want it. Happen. We saw bits of that. To. Remember when Sting did like the tiny beat his chest? Yeah. Way back. Yeah. There's some fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. What about yeah. what about you guys though, GMSG? What would you want to see for Sting's like final opponents? Anybody interested on the AEW roster? Like, we're talking like, we had a bunch of names. How about like a Miro or a Hobbs or, or Starks? Even? Edge. Ed, is Edge, Edge is the one? Yeah, I like I like Edge for it. I do. That might just be like it's the new newness too of it, right? But what about you then, Red? I mean, I'm set. I think Darby should be like. Well, that's revolution. Old. But what about leading up to that? Oh, what match do you want to see leading? We only got there's five months three. of Sting, right? So who, who who do you want to see? There's 3v3 coming up, I believe, at Full Gear, and I think that's his second-to-last match. I, I mean, Sting only had really? like four or five matches a year to begin with. They're not – I mean, we might get a World's End, end of December. You I know. mean, we, we'll be lucky if we get it. If if <laughs> I had to pick one other person – Well, who do you want, though? Don't think about, like, oh, they're only scheduling what? Who do you want to see? Personally, it doesn't inter- interest me. I, I, the match I want to see is Darby and Sting. Like, I, there's no matches that I've been since he's been here that's like, oh, I'm ready to see a Sting in a match against this person or anything like that. Because it always felt like it was a duo, which it was. It never felt like a Sting show. So, like, if oh. you wanted me to pick other tag teams for them to face, I sure. could do that. But just a one-on-one, there's nobody that really screams out to me. Uh, I would love to see Darby and Sting versus FTR. I think that'd be good. I don't think uh, – I guess FTR would have to be heel in that because I don't see Sting being heel. No. But they don't have to I, be. Don't... They could be legend. They're, they're, they want a shot to face the legend before he retires. They don't have to be heels. They might go heel during. But uh, but who's the other one? I just saw it in my head, and I can't think of it. Uh, 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 uh. Like, do you want to see him face, like, Omega or Danielson or these guys or Okada? Like, <laughs> that's... No, not really. No? Like I said, no one-on-one match screams <laughs> to me, like, I need to see this match. Because I, I just know Sting can't go anymore, like, a one-on-one carry-himself match. Hmm. I, I think his last match, if it is a one-on-one, there's going to be a lot of run-ins or story. Like, look at how Ric Flair's final match was. It was just... Sting's not that broken, just... though. <clears throat> He's not even close to that broken. Or I that agree, age. but I disagree. Like, I, I, I can see he's not that broken, but he's not to the point where he can go with the guys that are in the ring right now. He's not the same pace, but he can absolutely still go. Like, yeah, he can't move at Swerve's pace, no. But you see him in the match with Swerve, he can still go. Flair can't. Flair fell asleep during his match. That's very different. <laughs> That's my personal opinion on it. Like, Sting can still go. Not to the level he wants to, and that's why he's retiring, obviously. But if you're just not interested, that's fair. Like, if, if you just don't even want to see him do a singles match, I just more like, do you want to see him in the ring for an interaction with certain people? Like, this doesn't even have to be a match. Like, this, there's only four. If oh, Sting is. Well, that, that's what I asked. If Sting is well, gone I'm in five months. Matches. Well, no, if Sting is gone in five months, what do you want to see before that happens? Like, that's all it is. Oh, I just want to see him on the mic. I think he's still fine on the mic. But with no who? wrestling matches. Uh, I don't fucking care. Like, what? Ric Flair. Uh, we got Edge, that last Wednesday. Like, 
there's a whole bunch of people that I wouldn't pick out to like I need this to happen. Anybody that uh, Sting is talking to, I'd be fine with because Sting I believe is still good on the mic. Like I think he can talk circles around half these people. But his wrestling, I just it doesn't scream to me. I, like I don't want to see him in a match. Half the time when his tag matches, he does a couple punches here. He does his uh, fancy moves of the stinger splash and all this, and he takes a bump, and then that's about his whole match. Like I, none of his matches scream to me. Like I got to see this. So the the one match that I would want to see is him and Darby, only to help Darby out. Like I I can care less if he had a, a last match. So are you a fan of Sting? Because everything you just said sounds like no. <laughs> Not really. I mean, okay, that's fair. It is, I just presumed, I presumed we I, all were, the, so forgive the only me. Thing, yeah, sorry. The only thing fan-wise I can see is, like I said, he's really good on a mic. I like a good guy that can talk on the mic. Like, that's, yeah. to me, that's, I want to say 60% of a wrestler. If they can talk on the mic, they can carry you. Their match is always going to be good, but if they can talk, it's really good. Uh, well, one... The one kind of weird hope that I have of a random match, like I, left, I like the FTR show, that's fun. I'd like to see Sting and Darby versus, essentially, Edge and Christian for the insanity of that at, like, a World's End or something. Like, who knows what happens between now and the end of December. That's what i like to see, but we'll move on from that because we've got Bound for Glory. We've got Sting. We talked about Impact. We talked about TNA. Let's talk about Impact and TNA and Bound for Glory. So... We'll do Bound for Glory first. I didn't watch it. I'm I'm behind on things. But I heard it was a match of the year with Bailey and Osprey. I need to check it out. And apparently the whole show was pretty damn good. Bear me, you can vouch for that from what you saw. You said it was all pretty damn good. Yeah. Bailey versus Osprey was match of the year contender. It might make my top three for the year right now. It's definitely top five. I'd have to look over my list, but and both guys yeah. are probably on your short list for best of the year also, right? Yeah, I'd put them both on there. Uh, Bailey would probably be a little bit lower, but he's, I mean, man, he, they, everything, now he's getting big opportunities against even more people to show how good he is. And I think this match against Osprey really put him on the map. I love, people didn't know who he was. I love that Will Osprey is going out there having New Japan pay-per-view matches and goes to AEW and has a few over there for a bit, including goddamn Wembley. Then goes to Impact with Bound for Glory and there's a couple over here also. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, and he... Uh, it's he similar to Suzuki and stuff. Like, some of these guys are just like, wait, what? What? Okay, sure. Yeah, and Alexander just had a match with Osprey that I need to watch. I don't know if it's out on Impact yet I, I or on I, YouTube or not. I think but... it's it's this week is when it airs, I think, on Thursday. Okay. Because that, that so last yeah, week's probably... Impact was all, like, Mount for Glory stuff. So I, I don't think... Yeah, that's that. right. Because they right. taped stuff yeah. in England uh, and Scotland, and they did um, uh, Turning Point taped for next week or this weekend. So there's a lot mm -hmm. of tape stuff about to come, including Alexander versus Osprey, which I have to see. Uh, I'm with you on that, but... Yeah, the whole pay-per-view is pretty good. Uh, Impact really didn't impact too much on it, except for leaving the Knockouts tag titles off of it. I think MKUltra is one of the best things Impact has going, and they got removed for it for the ending segment and so that the Hall of Fame ceremony got all the time. Well, people apparently so, learned about it when there were posts from people at the arena going, this match is happening right now and they're not like, it's not broadcasting yet. Like that's how people learned. So it wasn't, yeah. the advertisement wasn't changed, but yeah, it was supposed to be originally it was like, it's at Mount for glory. Then it was like, it's a countdown for Mount for glory, you know, the pre-show. And then, yeah, it was just moved entirely outright. So yeah. 
Yeah, like I said, the tag matches. Tag matches really good. The uh, Call Your Shot Gauntlet was a lot of fun. I didn't expect to see Matt Cardona show up. Sonny Kiss was there. It, a lot of a lot of good stuff. Bully again, there. yeah. Bully again, and and the the winning the, the final two. It it played a good story because it went back to like the first all in. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I said, it it was overall it was a really it was a really good pay per view in my opinion. I mean, the Monsters Ball was it it was probably like we talked before. It probably was like the weakest one of. The bunch and Moose, Macklin, PCO, and and Rhino, and Rhino, and, and that was winner, before we knew that PCO had resigned. Apparently, exactly. he was leaving. Now he resigned, so that affected our yeah. for online prediction league. Uh, go check that out as well. And he's the first uh, signing underneath the new brand, but we'll talk about that yeah. after uh, talk about this. But yeah, nothing. Uh, Alex Shelley pinning. Josh Alexander, it still kind of shocked me, even though I did pick Shelly to beat him. I, I still couldn't really believe it. Saban and Kenta was a lot of fun. Kenta uh, getting ready to do like the GTS, but he flips off the crowd instead. It's and the crowd just goes. Oh, even wild. when he's, it, I, I did see clips of him like slowly teasing to go to sleep and like even yeah. not not doing that all the way. And then giving the finger, yep. yeah, it was good. Yeah, uh, Trinity and Mickey was a lot of fun. Yeah, just, just and it was, it didn't seem long. Like the favorite didn't seem long at all. It just. It just good. How just, much did you regret not going, good. being in Chicago? A lot. Yeah, a lot. You said I, never I again gonna, after that. Go. I think. So. I will. Uh, I will go to the next one. I don't care. What it's worth it, even if it's oh, like, even if I'll it's go. a maybe. Ho ha! It's it's impact, and you know you're going to get something good out of it. Yeah. Well, they they might really infuriate you with something at the end, but you know. Right. It's yeah, because you can get really good seats for like cheap, and yeah. I can catch a train for like thirty bucks up there and back. So like, it's not. It's not bad pricing, yeah. so yeah, I'll definitely go next time. I but, fully yeah, feel, I fully feel that because I saw this. I got home in, in time for the ending, and I fully feel that when Alexander was putting the belt around Shelley's waist, he was going to suddenly German suplex him into oblivion. I was like, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. They didn't do it. He didn't do it. Um, yeah, I thought so too. But Red, what were your thoughts for Bob Flory? So, I got to see Chris Saban and Kenta. Which was that was the opener, right? Really good. Yeah. Forgive me for just trying to remember. Yeah, okay. Really good. That was really good. I got probably the intros to the Monsters Ball and the power went out, and uh, I got to see. Eh, I don't know, maybe a qu- three quarters of Alex Shelley and Alexander. Um, they they really want to make Alex Shelley strong because I I honestly thought mm-hmm. they were going to give it back to Josh Alexander like this whole time away was because of his injury, but. Having Alex Shelley beat Josh Alexander is really good. Um, and now we got to see, was it Alex versus Moose? I think it is. Moose won the Feast or Fired, so he does have the title yeah. shot. He can cash in. And yeah. he's, he said he's cashing in at the, uh, the first TNA show. I hard to kill? Is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. I think he might win that belt. Shelley's um, injured right now, by the way. He was injured on night one of the UK tour, uh, like a muscle so bruise. So. so is Jordan Grace. She's yeah. cashing into it. Yeah, because she won the Call Your Shot gauntlet. She's cashing in mm-hmm. uh, against uh, Trinity. So I didn't get to see the match, but uh, the fact that a woman won it, <laughs> I did see somebody saying no woman has ever won. Jordan Grace has a good shot, mm-hmm. and she did. The part that let me down is she's challenging Trinity. I kind of wish she would have gone for Alex Shelley or or Saban whoever 
I would have been I'm fine with of... either men's because she's wanted to win all the titles and she's challenged for the X title like uh, uh, Tessa did. And I would have had no problem with her saying, all right, Saban, I want you. Or, all right, Shelly, I want you. I'm with you. I want her to go for that men's title. I wanted that. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. 100% I wanted her to go for the world. If she get, goes for Impact, so be it. But I think world, I mean, if you have a, a money Impact to you make, mean X Division, right? Uh, X Division. You, you said Impact. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, X Division or a world championship. But yeah. uh, like if you have the money in the bank, you cash it in whenever you want. You go for the main title. Exactly, yeah. Go yeah. for that Go for so, that men's. Yeah, I yeah, mean, you're she right. is. You're right. She's going for the woman one. But the fact <laughs> that Impact does intergender very often, like I would have liked to have seen her. Now, maybe not so much Alex Shelley, but if Moose did win, her versus Moose, I think, would be a great match. Oh, her versus Shelley, I'm like, she's probably going to win it. I'd fully believe her winning it over Shelly. Not because Shelly's weak. Shelly's awesome. Shelly's actually good. Again, I'm not feeling it for him as world champion, but I could buy into that match and her, like them pulling that trigger with credibility of her winning it. I absolutely could see that. Um, with Moose? I don't know. I'm intrigued. Maybe. We'll see. But I think Jordan will eventually win that men's title. I really do. I, I can see that. I do. Uh, but overall, good show from what you saw. The two and a half matches, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Jim G? Last I heard, you said you had forgotten most of the show. So not that it was a bad thing, but not exactly super memorable. How were your thoughts on it? Uh, it was definitely the best Impact show of the last few years. I'll mm. say that. Uh, I think the thing is it's just been two weeks and we've had nonstop wrestling every week for a while now, it seems, since the summer. There's been a lot of pay-per-views. and uh, It sucked that they moved the women's match. They could have easily had that on the card. It was a six-minute match, and I'm sorry, the TNA ad that we'll talk about later was like eight minutes. So, and they could have had both. Use... They could, they, like, it didn't even go to yeah. midnight, right? Like, it was fine. Like, it wasn't. No, it was. At, it ended at like 10:55. Yeah, they, they could have like, ended. They, 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 they could have ended it at 11:05. That's fine. Yeah. So yeah, there was no reason to cut that. I think I agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Bailey and Osprey was great. Bailey's obviously up there in talent for probably going for the world eventually. I mean, you also got Moose. You got Alexander still. Saban could cash in on his best friend. I mean, there's Macklin could hopefully get a shot eventually. When the lower level of your your men's roster for the World Championship divisions includes guys like Macklin and Josh Alexander and Jonathan Gresham, it's like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) You got a pretty good solid division right now, so... I say Josh I is lower. Gresham. He's not challenging again, yeah. is what I mean. Like he he yeah. he had his shot, so he's oh, he's going, out of the I'm way for a bit. Gresham, Gresham let's go. Gresham has not done enough in Impact to even get close to that title. Well, he's he's actually I think he was going to go for the uh, X Division at the taping. Yeah, that so, I want to see. Yeah, I'm on board for that. They're, they're going to slow burn um, him. They're, I really feel yeah. it. They'll slow burn him. Yeah. Jordan winning was great, and honestly. She made the smarter choice. There's too many people gunning for the world. We just said that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, just go for the women's. It's obvious. It's like Austin Theory. Even though he failed, he made the right choice. You weren't going to beat Roman. (laughs) You got to go with what you can get and then push yourself to the next step. I'm so happy Mickey James lost. Respect to her, but, oh, my God, I was tired of her coming in and beating a champion. (laughs) It just drove me nuts. That's been her story for, like, a year, right? So... Two or three years. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Uh, good on ABC winning against the Rascals. That match was really fun. 
Yeah, Saban versus Kenta was there. I, I actually almost forgot about that match completely. But I think Saban's match the previous show hurt also that title for me. Monsters Ball was fun, but yeah, no, there was a spot with Macklin and someone else that wasn't in the match, and it just looked not bad enough to end the show match on, really. Uh, it, it just... When it all hinges on the one moment, but the one moment wasn't great, like Orton falling off the yeah. ambulance or whatever, or McIntyre, it's like, that's not far. It's just off an ambulance. Yeah, and then there was something with the pin that didn't make sense mm. somewhat. That sucks. It's one of those moments where there's two people down, and you choose the one that took the less damage it doesn't make sense to me <coughs> but yeah it was, it's one of those interesting matches with multi-man but it was a great show it didn't drag thankfully there were only two really long matches everything else was pretty quick paced it's very just, different it was just, a shorter card yeah they usually go long cards. They did not do that with this show at all. Well, I think their last one, uh, Semiversary, when I watched it, because I, I didn't get home until after I watched it, it was like two hours and 59 minutes. Like, just under three hours. It's like, okay. They're they're squeezing these things through. And this one would have been two. If it ended before 11 p.m., it would have been under three hours. That's not a bad yeah. thing. That's not a bad thing. No. To, have, to have a seven or eight match uh, card go that quick, that's fine. The pacing is good. It's all there. That's fine. That's good. So... Like I said, there was an eight-minute thing at the end. Let's talk about that. Because I saw that, and the internet kind of went crazy with it, and blah, blah, blah. So they had all these people running through the woods, which, okay, as someone who does filmmaking and just does review of things and looks at it, that bit where they were all culminating and coming together in the woods went so long. Uh, if you ever find yourself going, get on with it, it's gone too long. And it absolutely got there. Because at first it was like, I wonder what this is. Like, what are they doing? Like, it's for hard to kill, probably. But what, what's going on here? And they're all running, and they're all running, and they're all running, and then they're all running, and then they're all running, and then they're all running. And then it just, it went too long. And eventually, I think it's Kazarian pulls out a box and opens it up. And they're all like, we always wanted to be here. We wanted to say what this is and do what this is. And he opens it up, but it's TNA. TNA's back. And TNA is being the new branding of Impact going forward as of Hard to Kill, January 13th, 2024. So Impact Wrestling's finishing off with their uh, final resolution and their, their, their show Impact Wrestling. And then it rebrands over. All the titles are the same. Like, it's going to be the TNA World Championship and the TNA Knockouts Championship, whatever. Like, it's just the name change. They've been through this before. And their show's going to go from Impact Wrestling to TNA Impact Wrestling. And they're just changing it. And, like, that old stigma way, way, way back when, from the goddamn Vince Russo days 20-plus years ago, TNA, tits and ass, right? Like, that's... There was a WWE stable called TNA. It's Test and Albert, but it had Trish Stratus. Tits and ass. Like, it's, that's what TNA means. So the fact that they called it that, and yet, it still had its own identity beyond that. It was still an embarrassment for networks to be like, we don't want to carry something called TNA. Like, what the hell are you talking about? That's, that's childish. And that's why they informally rebranded Impact back in 2016, and then officially in 2017, and had the whole clusterfuck of a merger with GFW from Jarrett, and rebranded to GFW for all of like three months before they went back on it to Impact, and they've been Impact ever since. And it's been goddamn six, seven years. And now they're going back to TNA, which is a name that people have loved. Obviously, it, it is the one that people know it by. It was called that for 
Walt 2002 to 2017. It was called that for 15 years, and it's still the name people know it as. And it doesn't have that negative connotation anymore, even though when people say TNA, it means tits and ass. But we ourselves, in our stuff, have mentioned it and still now and then said TNA. I know impact going to impact, but it's still TNA, like, in the brain. Like, it's, it's still Twitter. X, right? Personally, I got no problem with it. They, they stand by it. They want to do it. They're happy with it. They're doing it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, PCO is the first signing of the, the TNA era, whatever, whatever, whatever. They said they're not bringing back the six-sided ring. That's a different thing. It just wasn't safe for the wrestlers. They didn't like it, and it hurt. Okay, fair enough. End of conversation. As far as I'm concerned, they're not bringing it back. Cool. I liked it. It was fun. It was different. It was unique, but it hurt people, and careers were shortened. All right, drop it. Uh, but for the name, okay, they said they're going to like revamp the titles even. They're not bringing back the TNA ones. They're going to do new versions of the Impact ones with TNA branding and evolve them because it's a, it's a step forward. Blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm on board with it. The historian in me, obviously looking at it going, oh, God, name changes again for these goddamn titles. Like the TNA World Heavyweight Championship has been called like five different things because the name change happened three goddamn times now. Even even the Impact Digital Media Championship's got a name change now to the TNA Digital Media Championship. Like, as of January, the stuff's happening on the 13th, so. Uh, but Red, what's your thoughts with TNA? As the new name, as the new thing, as, as this. Like, it is big newsworthy, ah, stuff, but it's also just like, ah, oh, there's rebranding it. It's a thing. Like, I... I like I like it. I don't hate it, but I still find it weird. I think Impact was a, a stronger brand name, but what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I'm all for it. It's it's rebranding to a nostalgia thing. So the I know I watched TNA way back when. I don't remember much other than Aces and Eights and Main Event Mafia. Oh yeah. But I do know they were one of the more unique having fun with their uh wrestling versus <laughs> like WWE, which is Basically, all that there was, I know ROH was still a, a small thing, if it was at the time, but, like, TNA was the only competition WWE had. It wasn't competition, but it was the only other thing out there that really seemed to scream, like, cross the line to with them, right? Yeah. Kurt Angle, Christian, Kennedy, these guys all went over there. Yep, the Dudleys. It was definitely so, a thing. And then they started going the other way with Kazarian and AJ. It started going both ways. So if they want to sit there and bring it back without the six man, uh, or six man, yep, six sides ring, but I, I, I want, the one thing I do want them to do is bring back the originality, like bring back some of those old. I know in Impact they did bring back some of the old matches, but bring back some of the fun matches. Like I want to see, I think it was, uh, Full Metal Lockdown or something like that, where every match was in a cage match. Lockdown. That, then there you're you go. you're yeah. combining Full Metal Mayhem, which is just a, a hardcore craziness. Lockdown. Lockdown was supposed to happen in Windsor before COVID hit. It was like a month out, and they never brought it back. So I, I feel like they'll bring Lockdown back, where every match is a steel cage match. Is that the one you're thinking of? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then there was the Lethal Lockdown, I think, where there was two teams. They had that the, as well, uh, like the main event one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I know they've done it in Impact because that's where I first saw it live versus hearing about it. The Reverse Battle Royal. I know some people don't like it, but I enjoy it. Oh, I love Impact. Um, Impact's crazy. They bring back their matches. They brought that back for Bound for Glory. Uh, like, a little last year, Slammiversary. Like, they've brought some of these goofy ones back because, ah, why not? 
they they embrace the fun. So if anything, they would do that. Absolutely, yeah. And now it feels like they're not going to be relying on ex WWE people to come over because they know how to create their own stars. It feels like now, like TNA. I'm not saying they've gone from. They uh, were the worst uh, at it. You're, let's say let's they say were. they haven't gone from WWE where they're hiring football players and cheerleaders and making them stars, but they are taking some people that have a little bit of notoriety and making them stars to the point where they're taking that and making them bigger somewhere else. Like, I, correct me if I'm wrong, Drew McIntyre. He went from WWE, the the golden boy, but then was let go, went to TNA, reinvented himself, and now look at him now back on WWE. I'm not saying use it as a stepping stone, but Impact does have the ability to create stars. Oh, yeah, I know. He went He went there and he went over with uh, ICW and WCPW. The, the three of those got him back on the radar. Absolutely, yeah. Um, look at goddamn Steve Macklin. World champion. He's a world champion. He was nobody in WWE. Like they, And it wasn't like they brought this guy in like, oh, we're going to snap this guy up. No, it's fucking... Nobody gave a shit about who Steve Macklin even was. I forget what his name was in WWE. That's how nobody he was. That's not a slight. It was nobody. They brought him in as, into like this amazing X Division world champion level guy. Did he win it because of injuries? Sure, but it still happened. I love it. Uh, the, the Impact's able to do that. Trinity, look what they're doing with her. It's fantastic. It's great. Deanna Perrazzo, for God's sake, is one of the best women's wrestlers now. She was an NXT kind of nobody who maybe had something, and look what they did with her. So, yeah, I'm all for, for what you're saying on that. Like, they don't, they don't take the cast-offs the same way like they used to, and they were the worst for it. That, that was the joke. They were the ones who did it. But they can make the rascals, who admittedly they didn't make them, but they, they elevated. And, like, they elevated Ace Austin. Jesus, yeah. Like, guys like that, absolutely. I'm all for it. And Mike Bailey, my God. Josh Alexander. Like, yeah, so, like, you're on board with it. Do you, do you want the six-headed ring back? Sounds like you did, right? I do, but not at the expense of people's health. I agree with that. Like, I, I didn't <laughs> like, know it hurt anybody. Apparently like, it did, yeah. But, yeah, the fact that it, it was harder on the body, I guess the the tautness of the roast was tighter. So yeah, was everything was a bit tougher, Less forgiving. Yeah. Yep. With that being said, I wouldn't mind a uh, one-night-only kind of thing. Where I was thinking that. I was thinking exactly that. They bring it back for a show here or there. Yeah, I was thinking that. Because, yeah, it's going to be rough on your body if you're doing it night in, night out, every match. But if it's, I mean, it's like, again, back to the lockdown. It's like a steel cage. You're going to put your body through the ringer Mm -hmm. in this one match. If you're doing it one match at one night, it's not the same match every week. Plus, their schedules are different. Remember, like they do a pay-per-view on a Saturday and then they'll tape like three days of TV. Let's oh, sorry. They'll do two or three days of TV tapings, which are like five or six episodes. And then they'll do like a live show in a month. Like, so they only really do like, um, like three days of tapings every month ish. That's not exactly touring. They're still doing any stuff on top of that. So if one of those has a six-sided ring for that one night, all right, cool. We'll see you next month. <laughs> right? Like, it's, it's not... I know it, it, that makes it sound like, no, just go hurt your body in the ring for a bit. If it's still cage match, it's the same goddamn thing, right? So, like, it's... I could see it. I could see them pulling it back for a one-off. Getting a big pop when they announce it, that kind of thing, you know? I could see that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised by that. I mean, as a person that watched a lot of the era and then out of nowhere to change like six times in the last 
tech decade basically. 20, it, 2017 was a mess. Yeah. The thing is, they the whole was it, global force wrestling. Yep. Right. Yeah. The amount of changes and that it reminds me of Max and HBO, and it drives me nuts because they even changed their titles like three times in the last five years. The TNA Championship, the TNA World Heavyweight Championship, <laughs> became the Impact Wrestling Championship, and then Lashley and Del Rio had the unification match, where Del Rio was the G- GFW Global Champion. He won both belts, and they unified it, and they kept the Impact version and renamed it the Unified Global... Sorry, the Unified GFW Global Championship. And then by the next taping, they dropped Unified, and it was the GFW Global Championship. And then by the next one, they dropped it, and it was the Impact Global Championship. Austin Aries had it. And then by the time Eli Drake got it, it was back to being the Impact Wrestling Championship. And that was all in 2017. Like, from July. It was like, oh my god. And that happened to the X Division Championship and the Women's Championship with knockouts and the tag. It's like, oh, it's a mess. And then, yeah, here we are a few years later, back to the TNA Championship. So, yeah, you're like me where it's like, no, stop. Like, it's neat, but uh. I like I would have been fine with if they branded some stuff TNA, like shows and that. But going now, like, it seems like Impact's going to be their TV name and TNA is the company. Exactly. WWE Raw. TNA it's impact. really weird and I don't get the need for the change either like impacts a strong name I thought yeah it, it's different we already have multiple three-letter things we don't need more that's true it was the one that really stood out I mean I say that you have progress you have these other ones that have Japan like a evolved. name like that yeah so like I, so, uh, I yeah but... yeah there's four letters instead of three yeah but it's like a word. This is back to TNA, and it is total nonstop action. Like it is, it is what it is. So, it's cool. I it just felt weird that they did an eight minute video for it because the computer was watching, going, "What is this? Yeah. Why is it? Where is this leading to?" And they're like, "Yeah, we're TNA. We're back." It's like Mike's you're off. still the same company. So I don't. You as long as you don't do, yeah. Unless you don't do something like, "Hey, Scott Steiner's going to be here for a month and be a champion," and constantly bring in people that win titles and they're not with your company that's annoying please don't bring that back yeah i don't want you're done with that i don't want tna back no i like impact everyone it sounds like impact isn't changing just what it's called is oh okay it's just just weird and it does it seems it's gonna cost them a lot of money to rebrand and it's like you just built yourself back up after the what two years of hell that you yeah of after the kenny thing because People said, oh, Kenny marries the race. No, Kenny actually cut their ratings in half. It, he killed them. Yeah, because the TNA audience didn't want that. He brought no. over the AEW audience, though some who did, but the TNA audience didn't want it. So it, even though it might not have gone down as much, it still went down more than you'd think because the loyalists left. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> and the, while they do have a lot of like strong talent still there, they seemingly lost Sandy Callahan and a few others. So. Callahan seems to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see where they go on, moving on. I just did not. I just feel it's unnecessary right now. If they grew and grew and grew more and more, then wanted to change it. Okay. Maybe. 
it just feels too early to change it. But supposedly they want to do this for like a year or two now. Yeah. I just find it weird. Like I like looking at the things and looking at what's going on with it. Like eventually Ethan Page is going to leave ROH and AEW and he's going to come back and challenge Alexander. It's going to be epic and amazing in TNA. Okay. And ROH isn't even on pay-per-view anymore. It's on Otter Club because they're not putting Final Battle on pay-per-view. Like the stuff that's changing is changing and it's whatever. But I don't see the point of the TNA name back. Aside from the people who remember it going, I like that name better. It was TNA. 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 You can't champ Impact as much, right? So, like, is that... Is that it? Bear me, is that it? Because they can chant TNA? It might be. As a guy who has watched a lot of TNA back in the day, I, I'm okay with this. I know that uh, the TNA brand has, a like, kind of a stigma on it because it was, like, Vince Russo's... One of Vince Russo's things, oh, tits and ass. Let's just call it that. Well, it, that I mean, but and, that's what TNA is. Like, if, if we were yeah, talking about no, wrestling, I, yeah. and I said yeah, TNA, no, I that's what it means. Yeah. So, but uh, hey, if they want to do this, I'm I'm all for it because Scott Demore took this company at its lowest, pretty much, and he's built it steadily up and up and up and up to where they want to rebrand, they want to get better production. That's happening they too. Want, yes. Yeah. Yes, and they want to do, a, I think, a few more pay-per-views in there, too, as well, instead of just monthly specials. I'm pretty sure in there they want to do a few more pay-per-views. So, obviously, they've got the money to do this. So, I'm hoping that either that, hopefully, they continue to get money for this and can actually sign uh, some people, more people long-term and just cre- keep uh, building their own stars. They just signed a dude who is uh, excellent. I can't remember his name. But he's a hell of a wrestler. Oh my god, Leon and he's Slater? really young. Leon Slater, yeah, that dude Out of the UK. And there's a guy who won yeah. Gut Check. I saw the two names. I can't remember the other one, but they said yeah. Impact just snapped up the two best UK indie names. Yeah, yeah. Dude. And Slater's like, like 19, I think. Yeah, yeah just, just incredible right now. So yeah, I want to see them. What I hope this leads to is I want to see them get a bigger TV deal. And I don't know if that'll happen. It won't happen right away because I know they probably signed that. I don't remember when they signed that deal with Access and Pop well, TV, but don't forget Anthem owns Access. Anthem owns Impact yeah. TNA. Yeah, so there is that. True. But can can Anthem get elsewhere? Can they take that brand? Yeah, elsewhere? That's, that's the hope, I, right? Kinda, yeah, that's not that's what I'm kind of hoping for. And I know that you don't want to bring XWWE guys in, but like if you did bring in like a, a CM Punk, happen, but if you brought in like a CM Punk or you know just a big, he was name backstage. He's got good terms. He's on good terms. <laughs> and, you never and know. And he steals in in creative. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, you just never you, you know you never know with these things. But <laughs> I think it would be good. And I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I think it'll. I think it. It can't hurt the company. So I think it can only help. I think, and that's what I'm all about. I think the point that you're saying there with the TNA name probably holds true in the fact that people who think of it as TNA are th- remembering it fondly. Yeah. Yes, of course, they're going to be like, yeah, it means tits and ass, but the wrestling's great. Like, they know what it means. They know what you think you know what it means. But they also remember it in the right way. I just think, and, I feel the Impact branding is so strong. Like, they did such a good job with it. It's like, ah, oh, like, don't don't drop that. Right. That's the part also, that feels weird to me. So, But also, if you look at their, like, after they announced this, and their whole roster is just, like... They're elated. Insanely hyped, dude. Like, Trey Miguel looked like he was on an episode of, like, 
I don't know, Maury when he found out he was. He is not the father. Exactly. Yeah, he was exactly. just so hyped, yeah, yes. just, so hype, dude, just jumping up and down. Like everybody, everybody's like, and you know what, dude? And that's a big thing, too, man. If everybody in your company is happy, that means that. It goes a long way. You know, they'll go out and put on the best performance they can. And, you know, they got a, they got a little family over there. It's more of a family than a company, I feel like. It, it, you know what it'd be like? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it. It really that little the little things matter, and you can tell Scott the more is hyped about it. Like like I said, he took this company and he's just been steadily growing it, and he's done really well with it. Hopefully, it keeps going, and I can't wait to see what's in the future. And I'm really hoping for more impact pay per views, and hopefully, we get that next year. We'll TNA impact. TNA exactly yes. TNA hard to kill is the first one. Then it's yeah. it's in Vegas. Their first one there for that. And then specials there, but never this. So that that's intriguing. But uh, we'll close it out. It is Dynamite Night. Did Claudio win Cassidy. over Cassidy? Cassidy he, won. Of course. He and won. then and uh, then Moxley came Moxley out and beat down. Oh okay. I mean so that. That's I figured that. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Moxley and them were turning face, and now he's acting heelish. So it's really. Annoying. He needs to split off entirely and do his own thing. Um, oh, don't worry. They're doing that with another faction, too. Oh, so. good. How's the crowd, GMSG? Because I know you wanted to mention a bit about oh, that. Because we, well, so well, we had the rumors of, like, they built, like, they booked hockey arenas knowing they were going to have CM Punk, and then they didn't. So they're, like, like 80% capacity, and they're not even filling much of it. To be fair, Peanut, friend of the show, former job radio host, uh, co-host, Said he was at the the one where Flair came out, and he's like, "Yeah, it's damn near full. Don't believe what you read." Yeah, still, some of them aren't awful like that. So you know, it depends on where you go. But how was this one? How how did this look anyway? I mean, you only see one corner of the crowd, really. But no, That's, if you no, ever the see the other corners, thing, then they move people around. That's I mean, there you go. But, so the funny thing is, I mentioned that like what one two p.m. earlier today. That huge announcement tonight was literally just oh, yeah. that. Ticket sales are happening December 1st for next all-in. That was the huge announcement. That's Tony Khan's huge announcement? Is that ticket sales yes. December 1st for all? That's way early. Yeah. But you're gonna, they're going to sell 77,000 or 72,000 or 82,000. Fair enough. Fair enough. And the crazy thing is all he has to do is say he's making an announcement. He's going to get the views. As little as it is, is getting tickets. It's almost like a meme thing, though. People are People are like, what's to it going to be? Like they're they're tuning now. in on they're tuning in unironically, but also ironically. Like it like, works not in the way it should, but it still works. They tune in, so it's it's starting not to work. The last few have not done anything. So I'm curious, when did they announce all out, or was it all in? Whatever the London one was. All in. When did they announce that last year? I want to say like February ish. So they're adding. I feel yeah, like two it, and a half months of ticket sales on. It, it was it was no. it was in the same year. Like it wasn't. The ticket sales went on a month or two later. Ticket yeah. sales they announce shows and ticket sales usually don't happen for a month or two. Yeah, oh, so, so it was more like four months extra to try to sell tickets. Yeah, I want to say yeah. it was like April or May. We could look back in our Discord because some of our guys were going for it, but I want to say it was around April or May. But that, even that seems late for what it was. I don't remember exactly. It might have been. I don't remember if it was before Mania or not. That seems weird to not remember that, but I really don't. Um, but, like, we didn't know the card until, like, three weeks out. So that was its own sanity. The fact that tickets are going on sale December 1st, they're going to sell that out. They are. How much that is, I don't know. And we'll find out in ten months. But, yeah. But that's the big announcement? That oh, Whatever. Yeah, but, and the thing with the tickets and that, 
hopefully TNA starts using slightly bigger arenas. Yes. But like we just recently heard, like Survivor Series actually had to downsize their stage to add two to three thousand more tickets. Yeah, because yeah. they sold out, which is so cool. I love I love seeing that. I love the fancy like the minimalist stages sometimes are really badass. I'm looking forward to that. Crown Jewel also like sold out so fast. Like we we're trying to find a way to add more seats. Yeah, and that's the first without Lesnar. Uh, I remember seeing something as well. So that's interesting and, and intriguing. On top of that, uh, you got SummerSlam coming up in Cleveland, right? You got that. You see how Maybe. that's going to go. And we haven't, it hasn't been announced. Bash in yeah. Berlin. They're going to Berlin for a, a PLE like the end of August next year. So like the fact they're announcing this stuff this early, good lord. Like business is good. So it's fine. So let me ask you this question: Could it be a marketing ploy to have the tickets go on sale for All In so much more early than the Germany sales? Because the Germans match is six days later, so they want people to try to go to London and not Germany. <laughs> that's absolutely six days later. That's absolutely targeted. I was about to ask, when does Bash go on? I thought it was around that. Like, yeah. yeah. That is a billion percent targeted. Now, that's not even dickish Tony Khan hates Vince McMahon. That's business of business. That's the arena saying, no, put ours on first. Wembley wants it before Mercedes-Benz Arena Well, does. Wembley was already booked. I mean, that's No, just... no, no, but they want to make sure the tickets are sold. Oh, God. Yeah. That's right. That's what it is. So, yeah. Cause... Well, and also considering... There's rumor they're going to France at Backlash, so they're going to have yeah. two pay-per-views in Europe around the same time. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing with it. Yeah, it's it is it is targeted though, hundred percent, hundred percent from everything. Because if they said, "Oh, we want to go on on sale on a week before the one in Germany," Tony Khan would be like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, let's be honest, right? Like, and and even in the sense of like, does it stick it to them? Yes, I'm not saying they're doing it specifically, even though I believe they are. But beyond that. It's still a matter of we can ensure better sales doing it this way. Okay, business partner, I'm going to sell 80,000 tickets to. I trust your judgment on this for your on-sale date, right? Like, it's you wouldn't say no to that, regardless of a Berlin, of, of the timing of the Berlin show. But if this is what they're wanting to do, yeah, th- this isn't. they're not doing that purely out of spite. It just happens to be a matter of, haha, we're there earlier. Now, that said, you're going to get people who are going to make a trip of it to go to both. Um, or all three, or whatever it could be. Like, I know some of our guys are like, oh, I might go over to Berlin for that. Like, some of the guys in uh, in the UK are, like, Europe is travelable. So they might go over to Berlin instead of all in, because it's WWE, maybe go to AEW. They did the one, they'll do the other one. Like, I don't I don't know. That's, that's the market, and they're just opening up with that. You got Perth in Australia. You got, uh, for WWE, you got that happening in February. Like, it's... It's getting crazy, and eventually that India show is coming. It's getting wild. It's going to be huge. And also, WWE is being smart. They're not using giant stadiums for most of these shows either. No, they're use they're just filling out arenas. Well, what is the the Berlin one? It's the Mercedes Benz Arena, right? Or am I mixing it up with the American one? No, it's hilariously a basketball arena too. I think. Oh, so I think there's two of them: one here and one there. That's one thing. Yeah, so like it's like 20k then, right? Probably something like that. 1820. Max is probably 1920. Yeah. Probably at most. Normally, those arenas when you put a ring in it is like 20. So yeah. Yeah. But the fact they announced it so far early is wild. But like, I'm I'm on board with that. It's fun. These shows have ruled. They've been so good, and the fact they can announce it now and get that hype and sell it. I mean, business is good. Business is booming. Can't wait for World Champion Gunther at that show, defending his <laughs> title. Or what I don't. Ah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. We've hit our hour, uh, so we're, we're doing pretty The trio's well. tails are back with the mobile embassy, or mogul embassy, whatever they're called. 
uh, Cage and the Gates won it back? Yeah. From, what was that, Hangman and the Bucks? Yeah, Hangman got distracted by Swerve, ran off, and the Bucks lost, and oh, now wow. are angry, cursing at uh, <coughs> Jericho and uh, Omega because they didn't help them. Yeah. It's, it's, I didn't even know that match was announced. Someone, and they've been pretty good at announcing yeah. matches going in, so yeah. Interesting. So Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony are two-time six-man tag champs for ROH. And then Edge is going to be teaming with Darby and Sting versus uh, Christian and Luchasaurus and Wayne. At full, full gear. gear so. so we yeah. are we are getting Christian versus Edge at the pay-per-view. In a tag, yep. so it'll probably minimalized. Okay. Mm. Okay. 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 What are the odds? We'll we'll end it with this. What are the odds on Edge having face paint? A hundred, hundred fifty percent. I I agree. Yeah. What do you think, Red? Edge having face paint? I'm going to say no. You don't think so? Not 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 in the way Sting but, or Darby does it. He may have hit, like. Well, yeah, he'll have his um, own version. On, Remember, but he, not like a full face cover. No, but he might have something. Remember, he had like a lucha mask when he was with uh, Ray and Dom. So. He might have some face paint or something. Is what I'm. Th- I, I think he'll have some kind of face paint. What do you think, though, Jeremy? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. We're saying hundred percent. What do you think, Red? Like, like a, like a, like a half mask or like sun, like sunglasses mask or something or uh, face paint. I'm thinking like bloody mascara eyes, like bleeding from the eyes. Because he's done like, like eye a, makeup, and that's about it. He's got like a skull motif for his stuff right now, so he might do something like that, like a Punisher skull almost, or his branded skull on it, just on like the face. So, well, that that would work with the dark eyes. Yeah, I could see that. He could do something cool with that. That could be fun. So we'll see. We'll see. That'll be one of the topics of our next episode. So we'll end it there. This is Top of the Card Pod. Top of the Card Podcast. Uh, it's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. Wherever you're listening to it, please continue listening. We do appreciate that. We are coming up. God, we're coming up on another year of that. It's already November. It's November. That's insane. But uh, do check out also Frontline Prediction League over on YouTube. It's Frontline League on uh, Twitch, or on, on Twitch, we don't do Twitch, we do X, we do Twitter, it's Frontline Prediction League, underscores between the words, over on Instagram as well, check that out also, we've got Crown Jewel coming up, and there's a lot of stuff leading up to WrestleMania already, that's insane, we're getting there with the predictions, you put in your picks, you see who's going to win, you do some storylines, it's a lot of fun, check that out also, but again, it is Top of the Card Pod on, uh, on X, I said X for right the first time, that's crazy. It's actually happening. It's only taken, like, what, a year of that new branding? Uh, we'll see how long it takes for us to get through Impact and TNA. And how long that goes for Slammiversary Bound for Lurie next year. That'll be fun. But until then, thanks again, everybody. Have a good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Top of the Car.